1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Lima podcast. I don't want to foreshadow here, but that's our song, like kind of sea shanty. It's got a sea shanty feel to it. I feel, not maybe a pond shanty, a a pond shanty. There you go. Interesting. He's just making things up now, but Jeff is a master of his entire domain, so we'll we'll get to all that later. Ashley Garbolja Maldonado out of Washington, D.C., our little volcano that is ready to burst. Do not let her kind-hearted looks confuse you. She is ready to burst. And Jeff Daly has already warned me he's going to go off on a tirade, which looking at the topics is going to come as a big surprise to me because I don't see anything in here that's even remotely worthy of that. But Ashley has everything going in Washington, D.C. Still there
2: uh still here present accounted for uh have walked the perimeter of the fence it's still there everybody um it, it works so well the snow. last time there is snow by the way i have never seen so many people not know how to react to snow but it's been really cute i've been love watching my friends on facebook oh, snow my kids are playing snow snowball fights, snowman on the capitol building blah 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 I'm like well, okay great i'm like i grew up in northeast ohio like this like little baby like few inches here yeah ain't nothing who well,
1: my super <laughs> producer, Holly can tell you, we had nothing but three days of warning about the feet and feet and feet of snow that was coming. And we got like four inches, like tops. Like all I know is that my kids laid down to do snow angels and there was grass poking through. So it's yeah. a little difficult. Jeff, how are you doing, buddy?
3: Oh, my God. There's so much snow here in Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah. but I don't, get in, I don't get invited to those parties. <laughs> so, uh,
1: oh. Poor Jeff. Not getting any invites. What's going on? No
2: love letters. No invites. Not,
1: nothing. <laughs> we we got to get. We got to get the love letters fired up to org. Those are. Those are all sent to Jeff. And, and those of you that want to send pictures, don't do it. Just, just please, please,
3: please, do not do it. What, J- Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the camera. <laughs> is, is that what we're doing? Oh yeah. Right. This is a. Oh yeah. This is a Valentine's Day adjacent show, huh?
1: No. Is that no. is that coming up? <laughs>
3: yeah, guess, you're, I, you should guess, you should take note of that because hmm. you're a married man. I am uh, a married man, and I guess
1: I probably <laughs> ought to be uh, heading out to the romantic uh, Walmart purchase place uh, anytime now. All right, so we are going to start to like i said today's show is fairly light but jeff is still going to find a way to go off so i'm looking forward to it but we're going to start with ashley ashley what's the news topic you got for us today
2: well do i have a treat for you all it is well it's not smart (laughs) all right so no it's not so For those of you who are following or happen to read Army Times and uh, maybe are at Fort Bliss or in Texas or a soldier, (laughs) um, let's just say that 11 soldiers have been hospitalized. Why, you may say, soldiers tried to drink alcohol in the field but ingested antifreeze instead. Way to go. Way to go.
1: The best thing about that story was the initial report was... They had been poisoned, and it was like,
2: "Yeah,
1: oh my like, God, no, they've been poisoned!"
2: Poisoned? Self-induced poisoning because they couldn't hold off for a ten-day field exercise. Come on, like, and so instead, they accidentally ingest antifreeze according to toxicology tests, and uh, yeah, that was initially what was briefed uh, to reporters, right? So. All of the soldiers were assigned to the 11th Air Defense Artillery Brigade Brigade, um, and are still being treated at William Beaumont Army Medical Hospital at Fort Bliss. Two remain seriously ill and have been admitted to intensive care unit for their conditions. And I... You know, just when you think...
1: Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to sit inside my glass house and throw rocks too far. But when a bunch of infantrymen on day ten of an FTX mix up some hooch from those like dehydrated fruits or whatever, you expect it. But I think if you're responsible for a Patriot missile system, you hold off. I, am I am I crazy there, Jeff? Yeah.
3: I have three. I have three observations. Uh, one, I was, I had a really long nine month career as a bartender and, uh, I can tell you that I don't think I could make a drink so bad that if I put a little antifreeze in it, people wouldn't spit it out. I think I've never, never put antifreeze in my mouth, but I'm thinking it doesn't taste, doesn't taste like a rum and Coke. I'm just guessing. (laughs) Right. Uh, the second thing was this would be. This would be just standard-level stupid if there wasn't a friggin' warrant officer in the crew. There is a warrant officer in the crew. That is a long-term, supposedly outstanding person in the military to get a a warrant to be a warrant officer. So I'm shocked at that. And then, my, there. then my third, shocked?
2: No. No. The warrant to the warrant officer? Outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah clever
3: yeah uh you guys you got to keep up sometimes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this is some higher level thinking people stay close
3: and then the third thing that i was talking about is i was wondering maybe it was cold weather training and they're being proactive i don't know the antifreeze
2: Antifreeze causes kidney damage and leads to organ (laughs) failure not smart don't understand how you confuse that I don't understand how a ten-day exercise could make you that desperate. I just, I just, I don't know.
1: I need to know more about this too, because, like, in order for eleven people to drink antifreeze, you would think they would have to be like, "Let's do shots," and I'll do it at the same time. Otherwise, one dumbass drank the antifreeze and was like, "Oh, this is good," and then the next one, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm flummoxed by it. I don't under really understand. I'm not trying to be holier than now. We've all violated general order number one for the most part, but antifreeze when you have a missile system.
3: Well, I don't know how she knows, but super producer Holly is informing us. that Antifreeze tastes syrupy sweet. Don't know how she knows. She's a long time purveyor of upscale
1: antifreeze. I mean, she's, she's not going, she's she's not going down to CarMax to get that. Like she's getting the good stuff. (laughs) Insane. She's getting
2: invited to the parties, huh, Jeff? Mm, no. <laughs> All right. So the,
1: you know, I, I just I I love the fact that it's a warrant officer, two NCOs, and then what, eight Joes that that got this, and at least one of them, uh, by way of rumor, was an E2. Like I'm thinking that E2 is probably skating with maybe <laughs> half pay for two months. The warrant officer is done. Like he is. D-U-N-N, done. I don't even know how they handle that one. Like, what do you think? I mean, I hope these NCOs, I hope, are E5s and not 6s because that jumps, you know, how much the punishment's going to be. But none of them end up over an E4, right? I mean, I can't imagine. No, and I I don't know
0: that.
3: I don't really... You know, I worked for a warrant officer, and I still don't really get that. So they're not a commission. So, but you know, if it had been a commissioned officer, just immediate, just right. gone, bye, gone. see ya. Don't right. know what. Good to know you. Uh, yeah. A warrant officer, I don't know what they do. Like I, what happens to them? That's the do beauty they, of being a warrant officer. Nobody ever
1: knows. Nobody what ever they do. knows.
2: You just are you like, oh, that group. guy.
1: Hi, yeah, uh, uh, hi, chief.
2: Hi, chief. Like, hi, ma'am. Hi, sir. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what.
1: <laughs> Nobody ever they're never responsible to anyone. No one's ever sure what they're doing. Like at least that's my experience with them. We had a a warrant that was like a supply guy once and he was spectacular, but he's the only one I've ever seen that had an actual job. As far as I know, they just kind of it's like a it's like just finding a gazelle in the middle of the city. Like you're just like, how did that dude get here? I have no idea what they do. Either way, well, we're going to find we're going to find their... out the limits of
3: their NJP-ness or their uh, UCMJ
1: I mean it's bad you enough know. when you do some really dumb stuff and it ends up being an article 15 when you show up in the army times drinking antifreeze <laughs> things are not going your way I think we can all agree not going to be promoted above peers done yeah. done.
2: also right, is spelled D-O-N-E for our listeners and viewers oh, it, was spelled, okay. is, it was not spelled correctly earlier I'm not a grammar Nazi. I am dyslexic, but I thought oh, that was hilarious. Thank you, Mark. Take, let's Thank take you. a quick break so we'll I can replay.
1: go refill my glass of antifreeze, and then we'll be back with you. <laughs> it's ding-lead, cold.
2: Ding-lead.
0: The American Legion is Veterans Strength in America. We are in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, Jeffrey, here's a topic not
1: as humorous but very interesting to me uh, because I end up on the receiving end of some very bad repercussions of these. But, Jeff, what do you got for us?
3: All right, Mr. Stevie, this is actually uh, kind of the moment you were waiting for. Wow, uh, i told you so unexpected yeah. the only reason i'm sitting here today is because i sat in a room at a national convention and heard people whining and moaning and complaining about what the legion should be what it how crappy it is and how in their great minds they can cure all and today i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna preach to you how you can make this happen you every Legionnaire out there every one of you with them Funny little hat. You have the power to change the Legion. It's not in the good book, but it is a good book, and it's called the Book of Resolutions. And you can contribute to this book. All you have the Legion, the American Legion, National Headquarters Organization, in their infinite wisdom, in their training mindset, has an entire page dedicated to you. And for those of you who don't want to read the show notes, it's super easy. It's Legion.org slash resolutions that's it slash resolutions you can go to the resolutions you can find digital archives of other people who are successful and not just complaining at the bar about how terrible everything is but they wrote it down in salt solvency look it up it's a word it means actually proactively solving a problem and they typed out a resolution they passed it at their post they got it some of them gave it to the district so they can get a little ahead of the game to get it through the department and it got sent to national and it became a thing Maybe it's something you've heard of. uh, uh, Boys State started in Illinois. They're not even from Michigan. And they got it done. So I know you can too. And I myself have personally written... A resolution. I was a boot legionnaire because I still am, and I did this like a couple years ago. I wrote it, got it passed through my post. I sent it to the district because I'm polite. It went to the department. It got passed at uh, what? Do you, national, and it, it got sent back for study. So the process isn't perfect, but at least I didn't just sit there on Facebook and go, you know what we need to do? If we don't change this, no one's going to join our organization. I took action and I'm <laughs> begging all of you to do that today. Legion.org slash what? Resolutions. And that's where you go. So I'm going to ask my you've friends. Been, you've been listening to Brother
1: Jeff and his American Legion <laughs> Revival Ministries.
3: Yes. You too Uh-oh. can... <laughs> Please subscribe <laughs> <laughs> i mean wow i mean i get a little brother. worked up about this on both ends i don't like people complaining that don't do anything and on the other end i don't like when i do something that's brilliant And i'm not saying it's brilliant just because i did it i'm saying i wouldn't have done it if it wasn't brilliant and it gets kind of you know get some speed bumps along the way but i know and mark you have to read these And they run the gamut. It doesn't have to be a world-changing thing, does it?
1: No. And and, Well, to your first point, though, you're 100% right. There's nothing that annoys me more than somebody that's like, you know what the Legion should do? And then no matter (laughs) what comes next, I don't want to hear it. If you think that the Legion should do that, then go out and make the Legion do that. Mark Seavey doesn't decide how the Legion runs things. You guys decide how the Legion's run things. I have to follow the resolutions. If I'm not in compliance with the resolutions, I'm out of a job. You know, the generals in this man's army are the blue cappers out there writing the resolutions. Everybody at the national headquarters is just a foot soldier. We're doing what you guys tell us to do. So if there's something you want to see done, write it up. And the resolutions, you can get a lot of help on writing resolutions. We are more than eager to help you write them. Uh, But... Jeff could not have been more evangelical about the importance of resolutions that you just were. So Jeff, again, kudos. Wow. This is becoming a bad recurring habit of mine praising you, and I'm <laughs> not at all comfortable with it. I, I'm suffering a pretty bad moral injury right now. But Ashley, what do you got for us?
2: I'm. Uh, I went through a lot of emotions there. Um, <laughs> I felt a lot of things. Yeah a little bit more connected to whatever is up above because of Jeff. and uh, People, very important. If you want to make change, be the change. Make the change happen. Don't be a bystander in your own story. Or at your own post. Make stuff happen. So that's my takeaway from Jeff Daly.
1: Yeah, Jeff was great. How he did not work the lyrics to Man in the Mirror into that whole diatribe is completely beyond me. Like, yes. if there was ever a place for you to drop a Man in the Mirror reference, take a look it was right there. Take a look time at not with,
3: Time notwithstanding, it could have happened. I'm just saying. Wow. Jeff?
2: Na, 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 na. Yeah. You know, this is really opportune because we're going to get into some fun. Musical things
1: Yes we are As Miss Ashley is alluding to The Navy band Decided to take a Taylor Swift song And turn it into a sea shanty As much as I love the singing of Miss Gorbulja Maldonado I think it would be best if you heard it for yourself Let's take a couple of seconds Ladies and gentlemen I present to you The Navy band singing Taylor Swift. Sea shanties. I'm telling you. We
3: are never, ever, ever getting back together. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. You go talk to your friends, talk to my friends, talk, and talk to me.
1: So we have now listened to the Taylor Swift Sea Shanties. And we kind of talked about before. I didn't know a sea shanty was a separate genre of music. I honestly kind of just thought that it was Irish music that you listen to in a bar. I mean, what would you do with a drunken sailor? Is a classic. And I don't even really care for the Navy all that much. But it's a classic. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. Uh, But, Jeff, first of all, let's go with what did you think of the Navy's rendition of this?
3: Um, I'm never, ever, ever going to be able to unhear that. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I was unaware that I've, I was unaware of this genre of music. Um, it, it's funny because somebody just last week said to me, I have a playlist of sea shanties to make one drop their panties. And I said, interested in the latter portion <laughs> never heard of the former portion <laughs> What is what is that but uh so this this was this was my first formal introduction to the sea shanty and i i, I don't know if t swift is going to be happy with it or, or drop a lawsuit i i just can't decide
1: yeah I, I, ashley what did you think about this
2: Okay, so I've really been following the whole TikTok mayhem and, like, all of the crazy just... Actually, some of them are really good, I'm not going to lie.
1: The Ocean Spray thing was great. Yeah,
2: like, some of them sound really appealing. I thought this was an interesting take on Taylor Swift, and I think it's ironic, because doesn't she have an album called Folklore? And then they, like, go ahead, and then they use a song that isn't from that album, if I'm not I would mistaken. Like, I would and like then... to
1: note I would like to note for the record by the way that you said Taylor Swift had an album named and then Holly nodded vigorously and Jeff and I just stared at the computer. So I think we've outed ourselves as non-Taylor Swift devotees. Listen, but,
2: I'm go just on. going to be very clear with you all. I grew up with a family member who used to and still is obsessed with Taylor Swift and I have a listened friend. from Okay, it's my brother, all right? My brother loves Taylor Swift, everybody. Oh, no. And he's, honestly, he wouldn't care. I'm going to make sure he listens to this episode. But, like, I have learned everything about Taylor Swift. Not, And she's a cool lady. Like, she does a lot of cool stuff. I think she's got a very diverse music set. But, you know, I, I also think that, the, you know, the, the Navy band are a bunch of talented folks. I just think that there's certain lanes, you know? we got to just kind of mosey and lanes and um you know the the sea shanty is commonly sung when you work so uh, it's just like this very interesting i i just i'm kind of at a loss like i i don't i don't know i'm i have never been a
1: i've never been a i'll be out that part of the story didn't it didn't move the needle for me as much the actual recording of the sea shanty, yeah. uh, but I've never been a fan of the bands in the military, just in general, because they're sort (sighs) of outside the military. They're not really. But the redemption story here for me, and I hope for everyone, (laughs) is that (laughs) the Navy band got blistered, absolutely blistered on Twitter. And instead of just taking it, just taking it and laying down and being like, okay, probably a bad call. Maybe we shouldn't have done the Taylor Swift (laughs) They actually took the tweets and they did one of those mean tweets videos where the band members read the tweets. And I'm actually going to take a couple seconds here so that you can hear some of those responses. This is why we make fun of you. Superbly awful. At Space Force DoD, any chance we can fire this into the sun? (laughs) Uh, I feel the same way. All right, so... Did the Navy Band c- cover themselves in glory? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Navy Band wins this week as far as I'm concerned. You're better than Space Force. You're better than everybody for this week. Navy Band, <laughs> hats off to you, my friends. Excellent oh. job.
3: I'm going to agree with you. I, I be- I'm going to agree with you. I think, uh, you know, it's very... Uh, it's a great tactic to just take someone's—I forgot the martial art where you take someone else's energy <laughs> and just use it against them. That's—they just read those mean tweets in in very calm, uh, stoic way, and it was funny. Like that was funny, and I, I think they should—I uh, think they should do other genres of music and get blistered more, just so we could see them read mean tweets. That's my take on it.
1: It was a level of self-awareness that I never expected from the military. And I don't mean that just the Navy band. I'm talking the military. We tend to not be self-aware enough to pull this off. Navy band, you did it. You did it, Navy band, Ashley.
2: I have to say my favorite of the tweets, most like the most creative was posted and it was, there will be plenty of time for work songs in Leavenworth when you're all brought to justice for making this like that. Yeah. She said at the end there good when you were brought creative. to justice
3: for making this song. <laughs> <do you> mean? <laughs> yes.
2: And then they're like, I give it to you, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I, I I
3: I like the I like the
1: just the generic God you guys are embarrassing. <laughs> that's that's a <laughs> tough tweet to read, man. <laughs> like I, I'm sure we get emails like that into our Tangle Off podcast thing and thankfully I, I, I sent don't them. see them. Like you guys are embarrassed. <laughs> Navy band, awesome, 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 awesome. Anchors uh, away, my friends. Anchors, anchors away. away. All right. Well, on that, we will uh, we will take our second commercial break while huh. Jeff Daly uh, sings us some sea shanties, and we will be right back.
0: De-de-de-de-de. If you care about disabled veterans and children in need, and we know you do. Donate today to the American Legion Veterans and Children's Foundation. Any amount helps. Donate online at legion.org forward slash donate. All right, we are back and uh, rapid fire. All right,
1: let's start with this story, which is, uh, I don't even know what to make. Whoa, oh, whoa,
3: whoa. Fo- Hold on. Did Ashley actually yeah. add something to the rapid fire intro?
1: What did she
3: did you just did you just do that or did you add something extra? Did she blow I off? I, heard pistols? Little, I I thought I heard I thought I heard a little something extra. Alright.
2: What?
3: I don't know. Are it's you awesome.
2: insinuating that I pass gas on this podcast?
3: <laughs> I not till now. Uh <laughs> But now that
1: that accusation is hanging in the air like a that stale. That is not true, listeners bulge. and
2: viewers. I typically own my flatulence, but in this case, no. I was trying to be cool with cross pistols and mimic my buddy Jeff, and it, I guess, whatever. Speaking of no, you know of what? Poops, I'm doesn't... gonna take this energy and I'm just gonna go. You know, Fun what? Up. That's yeah. cool. Are you doing? Whatever.
1: Bruce I'm good. Lee Bailey over there. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for asking. Speaking about the stench (laughs) of flatulence, the Air Force Academy has busted 249 airmen for cheating uh, on exams and other assignments during the rapid shift to remote learning during the early days of coronavirus. In a Friday release, the Academy said those cadets suspected of violating the school's honor code in a variety of ways, from failing to properly cite sources, And looking up answers on unauthorized tutoring websites while taking exams to competing to completing final exams in small groups. Your Air Force Academy people like, isn't it like super, super difficult to get in there? Who thought this was a good idea? Jeff, what do you
3: got? Well, if I wanted to stick up for them uh, and be a lawyer, I would say that they were uh, exemplifying the true meaning of teamwork by doing their exams in small groups. But, uh, that, with that's the,
2: your defense,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I can come up with. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it is kind of a shame. Um, it is kind of a shame that one of our academies, which are supposed to be the, you know, the epitome of, of military virtues, all of them, whatever Integrity, they, whatever those honor, are. Yeah. Yeah. All that, all those words. Uh, and it's a shame that those who are supposed to really lead the way, by example, throughout their careers and lives, uh, let they didn't just let their military down, they didn't just let their country and family down, they let themselves down. And that's that's the true crime to me, is that they let themselves down and... Uh, hopefully we can correct that's a lot of people in a class in a, in a class by the 249 those classes aren't i mean it's yeah. it's not like a huge university of florida with eight right. bajillion people in it it's it's a smaller select group of people and if you lose 249 and then i just have to wonder what is going on that 249 people who got accepted to a military academy did this like it's it's it would it would be a it would be a small story if they said yeah these three these three cadets did this and they got booted 249 you have a problem that's a yeah
2: i think they have a huge problem and quite frankly um i'm glad they got caught i mean i know that's like yeah like you know I know, you know, snitches get stitches and, you know, Blue Falcon and all that. I mean, God, I was a military police. I I get it. I know all of the I know all of the things. So the thing is is when you have two hundred and forty nine people who don't believe that what they're doing is wrong and they don't think that there are any consequences, what that does is then that inflates throughout their career, and then they think that they're untouchable because of rank. Yeah. And at this point in time I think this is a great turning point for lessons to be learned and really figure out if this is the place they want to be, if they cannot embody integrity as a part of their value system. So yeah, you know what? Way to go, Air Force cadets. You know, I I, I
1: got, I got two thoughts. The first is the crime is bad. Getting caught is worse. Thinking you were going to get away with it in your small group of 249 friends is insane insane and the second thing is the transformation in the last 10 minutes from reverend elijah jeff daly to daniel tiger daly it's astonishing <laughs> I, I don't want to let that pass jeff <laughs> your range of emotion so far today is astonishing wow. sir i applaud you i applaud you somebody gets right, let's get go. an award I, I mean yeah it's is this sending it in the, the mail the magnitude my of what he what he's doing here, people, is miraculous. This is Tiger Woods. Woods in the Masters right now. All right. Space Force class. has a new rank structure. The military's newest service spelled out what its rank structure will be as of February 1 in a memo signed Friday, which immediately began leaking on the Internet. Who would have thought? Those advocating <laughs> for Space Force to adopt a rank structure patterned off the Navy... Most notably by Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner, or something even more fanciful and spacefaring will be sorely disappointed. With a few exceptions, the Space Force ranks structure closely resembles the Air Force from which it derived. The officer rank structure for Space Force Guardians, as they are now known, will be the same as that used for the Air Force Army Marine Corps, ranging from second lieutenants to four star generals. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had the pleasure of seeing the shoulder epaulets for the highest enlisted soldier in the space force but it's about two feet long it is the craziest thing i've ever seen but jeff what do you got on this one
3: i think it's i think it's hilarious uh, what you just said i mean i do my i i shop at the los angeles air force base and i see some <laughs> of these ranks i'm just like oh my god it's there's more chevrons than there are gas stations of any name in Los Angeles. It's just so long and kind of ridiculous. I I also I also found that they they've really on the lower end of the enlisted have just went. eh.
2: Yeah.
3: they're all specialists. E specialist one, to e one specialist two,
2: specialist <laughs>
3: three, two. specialist four. Like you don't matter until you be, <laughs> until you hit E five. But at least and then it's going to be weird because they share space with the air air force a lot. They're on the same bases and E five in the air force is a staff sergeant right An e5 in the space force they're like eh, we're getting rid of the staff you're just a sergeant now so they're gonna it's just well, so confusing to me it doesn't in make fairness any sense. that's
1: the way it is in the army so
3: no uh, but yeah but if the army if another branch derived right. from the army you, you can't look at them and their uniforms are very similar and you're a staff sergeant and You're a sergeant, same pay rate. But, uh, it's, it's strange. I mean, I will say this. My favorite part of reading that article was clicking on the link to hear Captain Kirk. I don't know. I'm blanking out his name right now. He, William Shatner, he, William Shatner, he goes through the history of science fiction and all of the, all of the great achievements of people with the title of captain have made. And, And then he goes through, and then like the in space, like the, like Major Nelson screw up, and uh, Colonel Clinks screw up. Uh, just <laughs> in in those realms, you you go with the Navy, and it's a ship. They're going to be on ships eventually. Every everything I've seen that's in space has Navy ranks. It, I was, and if you go to the story that's in our show notes. Please click on the please click on William Shatner's yes. response.
2: <laughs> it's I'm looking at please. it now. Oh my, goodness.
1: I you he know, read it
3: in his voice. Savage.
1: If this wasn't rapid fire, I would really like to go into the video that Jeff and I watched of the angry drill sergeant ridiculing the Space Force basic training because there was one guy struggling to climb a rope. And I'm just wondering what scenario would involve this Space Force Guardian trying to climb a rope. But even better was where they had, where they, Space Force members, Space Force Guardians were running an entry control point. I I don't know how you run an entry control point in space, but it's got to be, got to be spectacular. All right, let's move on to story number three here. The Department of Defense pauses the plan to give the COVID-19 vaccine to Gitmo prisoners. I don't even need to read the story. That's the story right there. The DoD paused giving the COVID vaccine to Gitmo prisoners. Ashley, we'll start with you on this one. What do you think of this?
2: I I do not understand. I I'm just I'm still as a public health professional communications professional i just i get confused not to say that they're not deserving of vaccines but there are teachers there is a huge like logistical problem of other high risk folks percentages broken down in this country that need access to vaccines yes i understand you got to vaccine the prisons i understand the ecosystem of said prisons and how disease can spread more rapidly in a close confined space okay fine if you're gonna vaccinate them, just vaccinate them and get it done with, check the box, make it happen. But like to stop and stall and say now, some got it and some different, now you're you're looking at in inequalities from that perspective. I still think we got a huge logistical problem on our hands in this country when it comes to vaccine distribution and building trust in vaccines. So if you have not gotten a vaccine, you have an opportunity to get a vaccine, get a vaccine, people, save lives. Do it for your family.
1: Do we know anyone who's gotten the
2: vaccine? I know my husband has. There's your reference.
1: <laughs> Jeffrey has Jeffrey gotten has. it. Was, yeah. He is up. So, what do you got on this one, Jeff?
3: I'm 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 curious what our responsibility is to because those are those are foreign prisoners uh, from the Geneva Convention. Yeah. I'm wondering our responsibility to protect uh, their health and well-being while under our. Care is, <laughs> this is the, for lack of a better word. Um, I'm no lawyer and I don't know anything about that. So, but I, that's the question that I, that I had while reading it, uh, while having the same concerns that Ashley did that there are so men, the, the, the doses are, they're not infinite by any means. They're, they're def- they're too finite right now. And, uh, I am concerned about where we are distributing them, but then I'm, Again, my, the thing that popped in my head is, do we have a legal and internationally legal responsibility to those prisoners?
1: Yeah, the lawyer in me says, yeah. hey, they're under our control and we've got to give them the best we can. But at the same time, like we can't get kids back into schools in Chicago until all the teachers are vaccinated. But we're going to worry about Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually more curious as to why this was even discussed. Yeah. We don't discuss anything about the Gitmo prisoners on any level. But we're having this public... They have not gone to trial. I went to Gitmo, I think it's like 10 years ago, to listen to esoteric and awesome debates about the legal ethics of all these things. And when I got there, the discussion for the week I was there was one of the one of the accused could not be present in the courtroom because he had diarrhea. And the question was, was he involuntarily absent or voluntarily absent? And they spent a week discussing whether this guy with the runs was not in court because he couldn't be there or because he didn't want to be there. Mm. We're 20 years on now. We still have not brought these guys to trial. And yet, for some inexplicable reason, we're discussing their COVID vaccinations in the public. Like, how about we just do something? This seems like a lot of chiefs, not enough Indians. We're—I mean, it's like sixty guys total. We lost two hundred and forty the other day in Seattle when somebody left a refrigerator unplugged. I don't know. It's just we got bigger fish to fry than this whole thing. But why everyone's asking about the Gitmo guy? Like I haven't—I haven't spared a half a second of thought about these Gitmo guys in years. I don't know why anyone cares. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can
2: you reference Hello? your reference? I think Jeff may have that. The refrigerator function. open? What are
1: you yeah. Talking? Didn't you hear about this one? It's happened no. a couple places now. Where they where they forget they leave the COVID things out and then they spoil. Oh, you it. oh the vaccine. Okay. but oh, there was okay. there was I'd one like guy to like
2: people. Like, no, no, no. There what was you're one guy about. who
1: there was one subcontractor who unplugged a refrigerator Yay. to vacuum or something, and the whole batch went up. And I was like, that was enough to do seven get molds. Like, how about that's a bigger story to me than whether these knuckleheads are going to get the vaccine. I don't care. But here's another <laughs> one about COVID vaccine, which. It was uh, more interesting to me. And that's COVID-19 vaccine being refused by some U.S. troops, the Pentagon says. While countless Americans are anxiously awaiting their chance to get vaccinated against the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, an unspecified number of service members and other Defense Department personnel have refused to get inoculated, defense officials said. Uh, Here's a quote from the uh, Air Force Brigadier General Paul Fredericks, Joint Staff Surgeon. We are not compelling people to take a vaccine. This is truly something that they have to volunteer for, and we've been very careful to adhere to not just the letter, but the intent of the guidance that's put on them from the emergency use authorization. Jeff, what do you think on this one?
3: Uh, at first, uh, at first, I was thinking I didn't have any idea what they were putting in me ever, so it was it was it wasn't about it wasn't about um, giving consent. But then, as I I actually read. The article and things, and it seems that it was about the fact that it's an it's an emergency approval, not a final mm-hmm. approval from the f from the FDA. Once right. it's final, they they may compel people to actually do it. But right now, they I, I think it's a jurisdiction or authority limitation thing as to why they cannot compel. They're not doing it because. Mm-hmm. People are going, vaccines don't work. They're doing yeah. it because they they can't. Yeah.
1: Ashley, what did you, no, what did you I, think? No, I
2: completely agree with Jeff. I think that's exactly what's going on. And because it is under this specific write up, it's not an official approved FDA. Um they're they're leaving it to they're they're leaving it to the to the voluntarism. At, at some point it, it will, you know, it's not gonna be, you know, it's gonna be involuntary. They're gonna be like, hey, yeah. Past, we've got all these trials. We've got all these different distributors. This is legit. We're trying to, you know, make sure everyone's taken care of. Just like I had to stand in line and, you know, got my anthrax shots and my smallpox and all the other stuff they yeah. put inside me. Right? Like I'm not an anti vaxxer by any stance, but like I, I was like, yeah, I want, I want the vaccine because everything's going on in my knowledge base. But for yeah, those who don't uh... know, it's because of the way that this is set up as an emergency rather than everything has been officially approved by FDA.
1: I'm not a big fan of the strong hand of the government, but I got news for you. When you join the military, you you kind of don't have an option there. People yeah. like, you know, you're going to live in a bay with 65 other people or whatever. Everyone's got to be inoculated or it's not going to do any good. The last thing you need is a 20% casualty rate for some disease that could have been taken by shot. Does that mean bad things don't happen? I think the people of Tuskegee... Would be happy to tell you that that you know you can't trust your government wholeheartedly. So, but that's a personal decision everyone's going to have to make. But at the end of the day, it's something you're going to have I, to do.
3: I'm curious, Mark. Did we do this story, or did you and I just talk about the the story where uh, the the military DOD said if someone has had COVID that they can't? Yeah, we uh, they talked can't join about the military. it. Was,
1: yeah, you couldn't join it afterwards, and we actually indefinitely talked... so far. Yeah, right we now. talked to that doctor. Remember, we asked him about it, uh, oh, yeah. Doctor Kermit. Yeah, 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 uh, And I haven't heard an update, but that's it's that it is some. Uh, so I mean, our, if you're if you as have a White career House press military... secretary, might say, I'll circle back on that one.
3: <laughs> if your career, if you have career military aspirations, you might want to take that shot. Yeah, because I, I mean, I would if you, I would take
1: it. I'm a fairly trusting individual, but <laughs> I mean, you only have to trust them once and get. Get hammered on it and it, it's not gonna turn out good, but you know what? I guess if everybody gets screwed over, everybody gets screwed over i'd I'd be kind of happier to be in that bag than just being on the outside looking in. all right, let's go to shout outs. Uh, I'm gonna start today because I do have one. It's from my uh my department of South Dakota people, and i I'm not just saying this because I want to get a trip to South Dakota, although that is at least eighty percent of the reason I'm doing a shout out. To uh, Courtney Van Zanten, the DSO up there in South Dakota, and all the other people. South Dakota is one of my favorite states. But this f- this flabbergasted me, and it's about three people. James Black of Yankton Post 12, Richard Herkes of Codington County Post 17, and Earl Dami of Rapid City Footlands Post 320. Why am I mentioning these three people? They each are 77-year members of the American Legion this year. 77-year members. I mean, I can't, What if I had to do the math, that's like 241 combined years from three people. That's crazy. There's no way I'm going to live to 77, much less 77 years in the American Legion. But bless you, James Black, Richard Herkes, and Earl Dami, who all joined, I believe it said, in 1946. So South Dakota, keep doing you, and be sure to invite me up. And when this podcast gets big, we're going to do a live show from uh, Mount Rushmore or something. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be very We'll watch, cool. we'll watch Jeff rappel off Lincoln's nose <laughs> or something. It's going to be great. All right, shout out. How about you, Jeff?
3: All right, I do have a shout out. Um, I also wanted to make sure that if people out there don't think they know who Courtney Van Santen is... Oh, they know who Courtney Van Zanten is. She's all over the Legion's like website when they talk about service officers. It's her picture. As a matter of fact, sometimes when I watch this podcast, when you do your diddle it, diddle it thing, there's a picture of her, and they're talking about uh, uh, service officers. So everyone knows everyone knows South Dakota. Okay. My shout-out goes to the Booth Bay Vets, which stands for Veterans Emergency Temporary Shelter. It was started by Charles E. Sherman Jr., post- 36 Legionnaires, Ed Harmon, Arthur Richardson, and uh, John Hargraves. It's post-36 in Maine, the Charles E. Sherman hey. Jr. Hey, Maine, what's up? All right, Maine. So these, guy, these guys, are they did even more than write a resolution. They thought of... They thought Maine is brutally cold. We have homeless vets out there. Don't want them to be frozen popsicles on the side of the street. So they're building these temporary shelters. They got together. They made the prototype themselves. And they had a, if we build it, they will come kind of thought process. And the donations started pouring in. And they will transport these things all over Maine. The, so far, the farthest they've done is a 100 miles from where they are building them. They are out there doing the work. And I applaud this Charles E. Sherman jr. post 36 post in maine for saving lives and being awesome
2: wow that's it guys this is and, gonna...
1: and they're in maine which is that's another place we need to go i think we all need to go northern maine we'll go on a, want a helicopter a, uh, ride no we're gonna go snowmobiling we're gonna do a live show on the back of a snowmobile <laughs> hi ashley do you have a shout out
2: I have a shout-out, but it's kind of more of a challenge. Um okay. <laughs> so I ooh, I know you're all so intrigued. So in the spirit of sea shanties, I would like to challenge any of our more musical posts to make a shanty and reach out to us and share and tag the podcast. I just think that would be super great. Um maybe we'll leave some more details in the cliff notes. Holly. But I think it would be really great just to kind of show some camaraderie and allow some of the posts to get super creative. And I know we've got musical folks, so... Um,
1: oh, Holly, yeah. she beat me to it. I was just going to say, this This is like a shout-out to Tonawanda, which is not mm-hmm. just the most fun thing to say. It's the <laughs> Legion band that's always, like, in the top two or three. Yes. Tonawanda is where it's at. I think yes. it's near Buffalo? i i don't honestly know people in buffalo rock anyway there's there is nothing not to love about buffalo Buffalo's <laughs> the greatest they they <laughs> jump through flaming picnic tables man so much it love to give today better. mark
2: so much I, love. I, I do
1: have a lot I,
2: a lot of I like love
1: cold, i can be honest, i like cold places i like south dakota i like maine love buffalo people of buffalo nicest people in the world love
2: them yes wow love them. so wow. my my wow. challenge slash shout out is to any of our Legion bands out there, obviously we're not going to be able to get together in a traditional fashion and parade and, you know, have our, our, our sound offs or music offs or whatever we're calling them anymore. Our, um, I, just, I just think it would be a cool challenge and I'd love to see what you all have up your sleeve. Yeah. Creativity matters and maybe we can do some really cool stories and, you know, when things clear up, we can come out and we can do that shanty with you in person with the podcast. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. <laughs>
1: And no matter what kind of language you use in your sea shanty, I would encourage it because I will get it past the National Judge Advocate. I will, I will get down on bended knee and beg him no matter what language you use in your sea shanty. Well, let's,
2: <laughs> let's just take that with a grain of salt and uh, look at our show notes for more information on how to you know, ah. you know submit oh. that, that wonderful shanty. So, cool little challenge for our folks.
1: Ashley, your ability to read updates from Super Producer Holly is unparalleled. Thank and you. And I applaud you. I more. Skilled. More love. All right. So for my last bit of love, don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. When you're there, don't forget to rate us, preferably with five stars, and leave us a review. You can also send us feedback and love notes at TangoAlphaLima.org. Jeff Daly, do you have any last thoughts on the love letter portion? Because I know we're still searching. We're looking. I mean, looking, looking for nub in all the wrong places.
3: I don't have anything to say, but I'll say it in this voice. Ooh. Oh, hello, la- hello ladies.
1: What, is that your James Earl Jones voice? What is that? Yes, that's your that's your creepy uncle calling voice. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. <All
3: right.
1: laughs> chef.
0: Yeah,
1: hi. Right. I'm not gonna go down the chef route, but that's it. That's a good callback. Alright, folks, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Bye.